Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello! Hello! Welcome, welcome, listeners! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! And welcome to our last episode of season one. Our last episode this of is season one. Wow. What a journey it's been. It has been a crazy journey. and Such a fun journey. A fun journey. Oh my gosh, we've had so much fun and yes. we are already dreaming and scheming all about um, season two. Can yes. So don't worry. I know as soon as you heard us say the words, final episode of season one, tears came to your eyes. Emotions um, fear, started fear, in your heart. Fear gripped mm-hmm. your heart. Don't worry. Calm. We're just it's okay. Taking some time off in January to reset for uh, season two. We so, so stay tuned. Yes, yes. and we'll have all the a release date for season two on our Instagram, especially. So if you um, aren't following us on Instagram, follow us Redeeming Lit Podcast mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, and we'll kind of share all the deets and the inside scoop along the way. Really, Absolutely. really excited and lots so of enjoyed. good stuff coming up. Oh yeah, we've so enjoyed. Um, Reading and talking about books and the fact that we've even had any listeners beyond our families mm-hmm. and friends who we may or may not have bribed to listen to. It's, no, it's, it's honestly the fact that that happened is just mind-blowing. It's to It will never not be. for it and yes. thankful for all of you guys. Yes. Yeah. And can't wait for season two. I know. I know. We're so excited. It's going to be so fun. So we are recording this in 2022. Um, and we were recording a little earlier because Madeline's about to have a baby. So when you're listening to this, she will already have had her baby. And so we won't, um, uh, well, I lost my train of thought right there. Um, so right now she's pregnant. She I haven't had the baby yet. I am yes. very pregnant. Yeah, so, but by the time she you're hearing this She is great with child, much oh. like another famous Christmas woman. <laughs> is that wrong? Christmas woman? You I mean Mary, Christmas story? No, I, I know thinking, that we all meant, know that you meant Mary, but I don't know that I call her a Christmas woman. A woman of Christmas. <laughs> the first Christmas. The OG. The OG Mother woman. of Christmas. Whoa. <laughs> it's true. Can we call her that? <laughs> yeah, I'm we sure. can. I don't know. But <laughs> we <laughs> just... <laughs> but but all this to say... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All this to say, full disclosure, Madeline, myself, did not read this book because I am very pregnant. V-pregnant. V-pregnant. And her mind is occupied with other things. And I did not get to read this book. That's okay. Um, So you won't hear me as much. You won't hear me at all. (laughs) Well, you may hear me. Make you any promises that you won't hear me yeah, I was like, Don't make during the promise. discussion, but I won't be uh, telling you about the book because I didn't read it. But I will be joining in the rest of our festive Christmas discussion for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode is going to look a little bit different as far as like our segments go, just because we're trying to embrace the holiday season and the mm-hmm. spirit of it. And Basically, we have some fun. we're having a Christmas party. We're yes, having a Christmas party, and we hope that you would join with us along the way. Yes, um, get your favorite festive beverage. Wow, yes, curl and up with Christmas a cozy cookies. blanket. Maybe sit in front of your Christmas tree if it's up. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> exciting. The, the joy of the season, let it be merry. Let oh, it be wow. merry. Let it be merry. Let it be bright. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, okay. So Morgan, what book are we reading on this fantastic last episode of season one that is also our Christmas party? <laughs> um, today we are reading A King for Christmas by Brooke St. James. So this is um, technically the first um, 
independent author's book that we are that we have read and discussed as a podcast that we're featuring mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, so that's really exciting. Isn't it an independent author's book? Mm-hmm. But didn't we read books from indi- other independent authors? We or haven't read them and just pu- published. Right? Independently published. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you just meant independent authors. Yeah, in the, right. Indie authors. Oh, I thought Jerry... No, no she's, she's she's conventionally published. Oh, I mm-hmm. got it, got it. She's, so is that what... Okay, this is going to sound like a silly thing, but I'm mm-hmm. realizing I, I thought indie author meant something else or independent. Mm-hmm. So it's saying that they're independently published. Correct. It has nothing yes. to do with like their genre or like anything like that. It's Correct. Like, it okay. just means that they're published independently. Got it. Yes. I've learned so much this season. <laughs> so <laughs> Book terms. <laughs> yeah, so like she doesn't necessarily work with like a large publishing house. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know, I don't remember if she publishes them herself or if she's a small press, but either way it would still be classified as, as indie publishing. Yeah. Um, so Brooke St. James, um, her stuff is all over Kindle. Um, so check it out. If you like this, I will definitely be reading more of her stuff and also, um, stay tuned for an author interview that we have, um, with her coming up. So yeah. That'll be really exciting. Yes. Yeah. So just when you thought we weren't going to be producing any con, con- any more content, mm-hmm. you're still going to hear from some lovely Psych. authors that we've we are. <clears throat> had reached out to us or that we've asked and we've gotten to know, which has been such mm-hmm. a delight this season that so early on. We've gotten to connect with some incredible authors mm-hmm. whose stories are, you know, an inspiration and such a fun read, and we've learned and grown along the way. So, yeah. really excited about that. Basically, so, we can't be stopped. We can't be stopped. Can't stop, won't stop. So, it's livestock. Here we go. The um, do you want to do back cover copy and then yes. star ratings? Yes, love okay. it. Okay, um, back cover copy. So this is so we read this on Kindle because it's not. Um, it's going to be out on paperback. By the time you yes. are listening to this, it will be available paperback. But when we are recording this, it is mm-hmm. still only available yep. in an ebook form. Okay, so I gotta pull up. I should have had this ready. Sorry about that. That's um, okay. I realized I was like, oh, Morgan, but we use Morgan's phone to record. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have it? Need me to find it for you? No, I can find it. Um, anyways, so um, hopefully you guys are having some exciting holiday plans coming up. Um, I mean, this is my favorite time of year. This is the best time of year. This is glorious. Everything change, I love. Change the, my mind. Actually, I, don't even try. Don't even try. To. You won't be able to. This why, is the best time. Why of year. would you want to change my mind? I love the music of the season. <laughs> I love the sounds. The same thing. Sights. Taste the smells. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, did y'all last smells Christmas I did for the first time um, a Christmas simmer pot? Have y'all ever done those before? Oh my gosh, yes. My I mom does live those for, for sure. Christmas simmer pots. We should put in the stories a Christmas simmer pot recipe. Yes. That's so good. I love. I live for Christmas they're so easy pots. to do. They're so easy to do. Oh yeah, so easy. Yeah. And um, most of the stuff you already have in your pantry. Yeah, a lot of times, and it really makes the atmosphere perfect. Oh, it really does. Okay, okay, got cover. I've got it. <laughs> okay, so it says, let's see, get cozy with the crew from Bank Street in this short and sweet Christmas romance. Lainey King had been in a in a relationship with Michael Elliott since they were in high school. Everyone in Galveston assumed they were destined to be together. Michael wasn't true to her, but he never thought she'd find out he had been unfaithful while he was out of town. Things didn't turn out like Michael planned. Lainey had an unexpected hero looking out for her. Though James barely knew her, he felt compelled to set things straight. He just couldn't sit back and watch Michael mistreat her. Lainey knew she was thankful to him. She knew she owed him a debt of gratitude, but she had no idea that she was about to fall in love. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. A king for Christmas. A king for Christmas. So, Morgan, 
What was your star rating Facebook? My star rating, we should start with yours, actually. I'll start with mine. Okay, mm -hmm. so mine is going to be, um, okay, so I'm, I'm torn between 2.75 and 3 stars. There's things I liked about it, but this is the first no novella that I read, and so, the, so there were some elements um, of the book that I think I prefer just a little bit longer of a story. I like to see a little bit more character development, but I did think that, like, the the lead male and female characters were fun. I thought mm -hmm. that that, like, their dialogue w was great. There was some fun phone calls throughout the book, and it's mm -hmm. set in the 70s, um, and so it's a fun kind of nod back to certain things, which I enjoyed. Um, overall, I thought it was a, a cute story, and I thought it had a good pace. I read it in, I think, maybe 30 minutes, 35 mm -hmm. minutes. It's a, very, um, it's a very quick read. It's like 100 pages. Um, yeah, and I, I thought it was a good element of, like, like a hero saving um, a damsel in distress kind mm -hmm. of vibe. And that was kind of fun, especially because it was a shorter story. So you kind of got to like the heart of it kind of quick. So there was a lot of parts that I enjoyed. So I'm going to go with three stars for awesome. my final rating. Love it. Um, mine is, uh, I'm giving it a 4.5. I loved this book. Okay. Um, I, so I read a ton of novellas. And I read a lot of Christmas novellas. Morgan is nutsos for novellas. It's true. Nutsos well, for novellas. I want to get a shirt that says that. Yes. That would be amazing. I'd wear it every day. But if um, there's a squirrel reading a, a, a novella, I'm actually, nutsos for novellas? That's so cute. That's adorable. If you guys know where I can find that shirt, please let me know. Um, so, but anyways, and usually during the month of the December, that's pretty much only what I read. I just stock up on Christmas novellas and read them all month long. So I was really excited about this, um, but I'm also hypercritical of novellas because I read so many, and I think that some authors aren't good at shortening the story to that format and getting mm -hmm. the point across. But I obviously, I rated this 4.5. I thought Brooke St. James did wonderfully at it. Um, I loved the characters. I loved the, the kind of the setting of it. The bones of the story were great. Um, and the only, my only complaint, honestly, the only thing that would have potentially pushed it up into five-star territory for me was if it would have been more Christmassy. Mm -hmm. The Christmassy elements were minimal. Okay. Um, and yeah, not bad, but like I, I could have used with a little bit more Christmas throwing up on the page. Well, Morgan is also yes. not so for Christmas. Well, yes. I would agree with that. That was one of the reasons why, because I was, my expectation, because it was a Christmas novella and the title is A King for Christmas, but actually mm -hmm. more Christmas. So for instance, it has the same, similar. So um, the movie Die Hard, how it's like set at Christmas and everyone's like, mm -hmm. it's a Christmas movie. But really the only reason why it's it's Christmas movie is because of the time that it's set in, if that makes sense. To be fair, they do go to two different Christmas parties in this book. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm saying that like in the same but vein of like, that's it, fair. I want you if, could set it at a different time, and the story wouldn't have necessarily exactly. changed. Exactly. The only difference would have potentially been that like it would have had to have a different title, and like he could have said like there couldn't have been that like pinnacle moment for the proposal where he uh, talked. Which actually is super important. So I maybe ruin it. Well, but what I'm saying is that maybe it couldn't have been set at any other time other than Christmas because that might have not as been meaningful if it was set say over Fourth of July weekend. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Will That's you be true. the firework for the rest of my life? Doesn't have the same ring to it. Right. <laughs> Let That's freedom true. ring in our marriage. Let freedom begin. ring. And also, here's here's one for your finger. Will you be mine? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, does there need to be a genre of novellas that are set around? <laughs> I'm sure there are. 
I'm sure. I'm sure they already exist. Um, but anyway, so I really, really loved it. Four and a half stars for me. I will definitely um, read more books and James things, and I'm really excited about reading more of her novellas because she does them well, clearly. Nice. Yeah. Very fun. Um, okay, so Madeline, you have some reviews for us though, right? I did find some reviews um, to share with you all today. I feel like based on our last episode, I feel like they're <laughs> we had some really good ones last episode. It's true. <laughs> oh dot, 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 dot. Dot. <laughs> Five stars. Five, Five stars. stars. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I have a couple fun reviews here. Okay. Here's some varying reviews. Here's a five-star review from Jennifer. She said, absolutely adorable and the perfect quick read. Got it. And then, and then we have, um, these are just kind of basic. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> there, weren't, there weren't any like <laughs> standouts. There weren't any period ellipses once. <laughs> um, here is Patricia Williams. She gave it four stars. Oh, and she read it on Christmas Eve. That's sweet. That's amazing. She said, That's entertaining. Amazing. The storyline is simplistic and entertaining. If you like light, quick read with a happy ending, you will love this. There you go. And then Kelly gave it three stars, but then she clarifies at two and a half. And she said, I don't know what to say. I felt like I was reading a summary. <laughs> so it was not enough details <laughs> so for So not Kelly. enough details for Kelly. She know what a novella is? Maybe she's just she not a fan of Well, she doesn't know what to say. So. <laughs> dot dot dot. I don't know what she to could say. also be like a. It say. could be like, I feel like some people are just like series completists. So if they see that there's a novella in the middle of the series, uh, they're like, I have to read it. Whereas some people are like, I know I don't like novellas, I'm gonna skip it or whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if she was reading all the Bank Street series, because this is technically book three point five of the Bank Street mm. series, uh. so maybe she's just a series completist. Wow, I'm learning so much. <laughs> so many words. A series completist. Well, that's just a term, but. No, I'm saying that like there's so many book words that I've learned oh. this year. I don't know if that's a technical term. That's just what I say oh. because it's, it's a technical term. My my husband is a series completist. So if he sees something in a series, he has to read the series in order, and he has to read every single book in the series. That literally does not surprise me. At all. I am not that yeah. at all. I just well, pick you're, and choose. because there's been books this season that you've literally read the ending before you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's not a series completist. A series no. completers. Series? Like Com a book series, series of books? <laughs> series completers? That could work too. Oh boy. The Christmas party. <laughs> Alright, so let's dive Anyways. into this book. Yes, let's, let's dive, dive in. in. Okay. okay, so we open with um, the... Well, it's a little bit confusing. Okay, so here's the one... <laughs> well, no, what I'll say is here's the one thing about novellas that it is a little bit hard to jump into a novella if you've never read any of the other books in the series because you do, as an author, have to spend the first little bit of the of the story kind of explaining who the characters are. Because if you just throw out all these characters that have been... Uh, Intricate in, to the other novels. In the other mm -hmm. novels yeah. without giving any sort of explanation... Mm -hmm. Romance books and a lot of um, mystery books mm -hmm. do this, um, where it's technically you can read any book at any point in the series, so the author will always give like a little bit of a summary in the beginning. You know what I mean? So you don't yeah. necessarily have to read them in order. So it had that. It was a little bit confusing because it was throwing out names of characters that we hadn't met, but you just eventually you piece them all together. Well, yeah, and I also did like the thing where like I read the first three pages and I was like, wait a second, and then I like went back and mm -hmm. was like, what do I need to actually know? Yeah. Because I did feel like it felt a little bit 
um, how like a character barrage at the beginning yes, where yes. it was just like there's so many names and you're like wait who's yes. this book even about and then mm-hmm. I was like wait who's the king and what's happening and like you're just trying to like process all this information <laughs> <laughs> who is the king okay who's the who's, king who's the king because the, the, king? King the cover makes you be like alright I'll, I'll read this book alright <laughs> cake for Christmas check yes um no but anyways <laughs> Morgan no, no I, was, I was just trying to shift gears um so that to me was a little bit confusing but basically you find out like there's this group of friends they've been in the army together um and it's just kind of talking about like their different personalities and yeah. stuff. And so the main one is James, who mm-hmm. the book is about, James yes. Graham. Yes. And then his one of his really good friends is Daniel King. Mm-hmm. And then um, Daniel's sister Lainey is at the party with her boyfriend with at her the time, boyfriend Michael oh. Elliot. Um, which, as you know from the summary, bad egg. Yikes. Yeah. And James, not just a bad egg, bad chicken. You and, know what I'm oh, whoa. wow. <laughs> well, bad tree, bad fruit. No hot, no me means yes. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, bring it back. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just told like his character so bad. The egg wasn't good enough. Michael, oh, you mean Michael's character? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to. It's he's he's garbage from the start. But James basically sees him. So he's been friends with Daniel. He's heard Daniel talk about his sister Lainey, but he's never seen Lainey until this particular day. And then he sees her and he's like, um, this woman is beautiful. I am. Well, and he also wow. assumed the way that like Yeah, his kid sister. That, he talked yes. about his kid sister Lainey. Yes. So he's like, Oh, it's a kid. Oh, yeah. She's not Sometimes a kid. my sister will refer to me as her little sister in a way that seems similar. We are a year and a half apart. So like right. what sure. do you mean? like and she's like, My little sister. First of all, I'm taller than you. Second of all, I'm only your nephew. I, I still call Madeline my baby sister. <laughs> and she is a full-grown woman with children of her own. So. Well, but also we're five years apart. So okay. I feel like that's a little bit... Yeah, but still. It makes more sense. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> also, you have two younger sisters. That's true. That is true. So that's you have a, a little sister. My middle, my middle sister, sister and then my baby sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll still refer to her in that way. I just and think it's funny that like... Because they're like, she's like... Isn't she grown? She's up? like a, a grown woman, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't she have children? Yes. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> she can um, her own baby. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he sees Lainey and he's immediately like smitten. Yes. And then he sees Michael. And he's like, why is she with him? And he he's just, a dud. He basically he's can tell dud, right yes. away that like he doesn't Michael well gives and... off a vibe that. Yeah, I'm... we've all met guys like that before. Well, and we've also talked about this, how sometimes, I think we've talked about it on the podcast. We've definitely talked about it in person, how sometimes guys pick up on that kind of stuff from other guys where they're just like, mm, he's not a good egg. And you're like, how do, how do you know? How do you even yeah. know that? And they're just like, I just know. Like, You've That's never one bad chicken. I just know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and and I there's times the case where like James. you're just confused by that because I've had that where like I was interested in a guy or something and like he was hanging out with some of my guy friends and mm-hmm. like oh and I'm like what are you talk about like and they're like mm, they like see through stuff that sometimes yeah. I think women can miss along the way but then there are times where we're for oh, the reverse yeah. mm-hmm. women will see things on other women and be like mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure Mm-mm. yes <laughs> um, she's after you for your money watch <laughs> guard yourselves. <laughs> Her. Bigger, but I am. She, but she, I am. She is. <laughs> but I am and she is. So I'm so glad, Matt, that you said you weren't gonna be quiet. <laughs> so anyways, so I feel like this summary is yes. gonna be longer okay. than like the actual yes. reading of okay. the book it was so, for me. 
Probably. Because <laughs> we keep getting off on tangents. Okay, but anyway, so he sees him, he's immediately like, but then he doesn't feel like, he's like, well, Lainey seems happy. I think this guy Also, is, he's like, she's dating someone. Like, right. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, like, he's he, an wasn't, he wasn't inappropriate or disrespectful about it all. Like, but he immediately was like, is this, this guy's this not guy's... good enough for this girl. No. Like, there's something's going yeah. on here. So then, anyways, it was, okay, so that was one interaction. And then the next interaction, was it like two years later or something? No, 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 no. They, um, it was sometime later. later. No, no, no. They, so later in that same night, he was seeing um, Michael talking to like in the, the oh, same like yeah. time frame. So there was like multiple events that were yes. happening. And so it, cause it was like the one guy's wedding. Um, I think it was the, yeah. the one of the other characters. From um, the other books. it was Daniel's wedding. So that's why oh. Lainey was there. So yes. Daniel married that's Abby. Right. <clears throat> and um, this is why we said in the beginning the Baracho characters. But I think yeah. if we would have read the other books, if we would have read series, the other series, we would have yeah. been. Um, uh, so later, th- so then like throughout that, like it's like a couple of nights like of events that they're all hanging out together, like this big group of people. And um, so my- James notices Michael talking to multiple women who aren't. Uh, Lainey throughout the couple of days. So at one point towards and the very, end, very like flirt, not just talking. Yes, like like very on. flirtatious. Yes. Like not just like hey, how's it going? You know, but like, like hey, really, how hey, you doing? How you doing? <laughs> um, and you so know, literally you know they're in. Yeah, exactly. And so at towards the second, so on the second day they end up riding in an elevator together. And James oh, basically says you need to wait, treat your James way. and Lainey James, or James no and James, James, and James and Michael. And and oh. there's also a hotel employee who has like room service trays and he basically says like um James says, says to, to Michael, Michael you need to treat your lady better J- James said there was no mistaking what but he said but Michael turned to James smiling as if he had misheard what he he said smiling as if he thought James w- was joking your lady Laney James said yeah what about her you need to treat her better Michael glanced at James he was smiling at first but his expression grew serious and saw that James wasn't smiling he tilted his head as if contemplating what to say or what Michael said. There was just a hint of a smile on his lips, like he figured James would start laughing or he'd say he was kidding or someone else will, James said, straight faced. Um, and basically he's like, so then he oh, says, Lainey's not, go- <laughs> Lainey's not going anywhere, he reassured James. This is Michael. Her whole life revolves around me and the fact that I'm taking over at my dad's restaurant. She's going to help me with that. She's in it for the long haul. What's that even mean, James asked. Michael shrugged. It means that she depends on me and our relationship will make her life turn out the way she wants. She's not going anywhere. She quit school already because what's the point? Everything she needs to know, she can learn by working in the, in the restaurant. Bye. James stared at him. What school did she quit? College, Michael said, shaking his head casually. She was studying something useless like history. And I was like, what's the point, Lainey? It's not like she'd have anything to do with that degree anyways. What does that have to do with you talking to any other girls? James asked. The elevator dings and the doors open. James reached out to hold the door and motioned for the hotel employee to go out ahead of them. Michael Side smirked. Note, that, that guy was probably like, get me yeah, out of here. Yeah, <laughs> um, Michael smirked, not skipping a beat. I'm just saying, Lenny doesn't care if I talk to other girls. She knows she's my main woman. Ugh, gag. Also, like, honestly, like, red flag. Hard. If a guy uses the phrase main woman, run. Just run. Main woman. <laughs> yeah. Run. Yeah. Because you got you got side characters then that are also your women, if that's the case. She said side side characters. <laughs> 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 Trying to say something else. Doesn't have to get edited. <laughs> There's um, been a few edits we've had to do over season one, thanks to the fact that my uh, mouth works faster than my brain does, which is saying something. <laughs> 
Anyways, so um, then the next yeah, scene so you is really get a feel six for months Michael's later in, in, okay. in the summer, not two yes. years. Okay, six months. Okay. So then is that whenever she finds out? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So what happens is then, so six months later, um, Daniel and... Um, Abby, his wife, are moving yes. back to Galveston. Yes. So they pull up in this truck. Michael's, Michael is with them. So it's, it's Michael, uh, Daniel, and Daniel's dad. Yes. So they pull up. Because they drove from... Wherever they were in the beginning of Georgia. Georgia. I think so they drove from Georgia because Abby and um, Daniel are moving to Galveston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so Michael gets out of the car and he literally has a black eye. And he has a black eye. Like his face is all beat up. And Lainey comes over and she's like, What happened? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Don't worry about it. I'm just going to go home and shower. And she's like, No, but what happened? And, and she goes, like, Yeah, like I need you to tell me what happened. And he was like, Whatever. I got into a fight. And then she basically like, asks everybody and they're like, Oh, he didn't. He didn't tell you, and ever, and she's like, no, and everyone's like, well, oh, well, he got fi- into a fight. Well, but finally, what Michael tells her is he's like, because she like is badgering and badgering and badgering him, and everyone just keeps being like, talk to Michael about and it. This talk is what Michael he says. He went out with some some of my buddies at, at last night at the base. Daniel explained he got banged up at the pool hall. At the pool hall, what were you doing there? Playing pool? Michael said, if that was obvious, your eye. I said, staring at the swollen lump in his eyebrow. Are you okay? Did you look at your face? Who did this to you? Why would they? Were you with my brother? I wasn't there. Why did you let him go out playing pool? He wanted to go, so he went, my brother said. He makes his own choices. How did this happen? It's not as bad as he looks. He was shrugging it off, as, which seemed crazy. So he's just kind of like, yeah. Like, but then, any, so he eventually ends up telling her, oh, it was James. Yes. He, he beat me up. Your brother's friend James beat me up mm-hmm. over um, me winning a pool game. Mm-hmm. That's what he okay. says. And she was like, mm-hmm. what? And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Michael leaves. And she's like, what's going on? So so she goes over to, which, side note, Daniel and Abby have been separated. Like, not separated, but like they've not been together this whole time. So he's, they're moving back to Galveston where Abby has been. So Daniel is going back home to see his wife that he hasn't seen in six months. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Okay. I just thought that this was funny because basically immediately, Lainey barges into their home where they're just really like embracing in the kitchen. And my first thought was, Lainey, get out of there. Girl, come on. Have well, s- it's like when your siblings you, get why would married, you, do this? you don't so just like come in to their house. You do not just Rule, come rule number house. one. Oh my goodness. You, you text. Do not call. <laughs> well, it's the seven. Text. Oh, oh okay. So it's the seven. But anyways. You just she, call. She, she just called. She barged in. She nice. barged in. She didn't see anything, but I just, as as a person who has been in situations similar to that, I was... <laughs> what? I'm barging into people's houses and a couple of them have been together six months? No, but like... Oh, you were the one that got barged in on. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> These are stories for later, after the podcast. After hours? After our Christmas party? Yes. <laughs> Anyway, the, the point is, I have been adjacent to these situations, and I was just reading it going like, girlfriend, what are you doing? You're going to see something you don't want to see. Bad news bears. Anyways, she, she doesn't see anything. Well, because this is a Christian fiction But book. basically, Daniel and Abby are like, okay, go call him. Just go and call him in the office. Can you go into the other room and call him, please? <laughs> She's like, okay. So he like writes his number down on a napkin. And it's like, here you yeah, go. He's like, you you'll just have, go you call can, him. He's like, you can talk to James. She, well, actually, what he kept saying is, you need to talk to Michael about this. She's like, I've tried talking to Michael. This he is what Michael tells me. He won't talk to me. I just need to talk to James about it. I think he'll tell me the truth. And Daniel basically is like, okay, whatever. Here's James number. No, go leave. call him in the office. Go, go into the other room. So she call. goes to the office and like sits down and she's like, and she dials the number and is like basically, hi, James. Yeah. And so she asks James about it and he, te- I mean, he's very, um, 
he's beating around the bush mm-hmm. for like the whole kind of conversation. And, and so he's then, basically like, we did play pool, but it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like he's like beating he's, around. He's trying to do everything but say what actually happened. And so then finally he, it comes out. She's like, you just, some, you're not telling me something, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so finally he's like, I, he, it, he's like, it was at my house. He was supposed to be staying at my house. I came into my house after being at the pool hall and he was in a compromising situation with another woman. with a woman and I told her to leave and punched him and she was like are you kidding she's like you did all that with one punch he said well no he came after me with something and so after that it was self defense -defense. oh my gosh (laughs) he's like very matter of fact Mm -hmm. about that and she's like Oh, well, actually, I'm not surprised by this because he's cheated before. Yeah. Like, early on. And he goes, wait, what? And she was like, there's such a thing as forgiveness. Doesn't she say it like that? She's like, well, there's such a thing as forgiveness. I forgave him. And he goes like, okay, well, She goes, and it's my fault. I said, I don't know where. Fool me once. Shame on you. And then she said, he goes, is this the first time? This is not the first. Is this not the first time that he's done this? James asked. No, it happened back when we'd only been together a year or so. And then she's like, there's such a thing as forgiveness. And I think the woman's name is Bridget. And she's like, well, it happened with Bridget. And she's just kind of like, eh, I forgave him, whatever. But he's like, are you going to forgive him again? And she's like, no, this time I'm done. Well, I mean, it's, if it's a pattern like that, you got to no, lay down I, I boundaries at some absolutely. point. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then he's like very apologetic. He's yeah. like, and they're having this kind of moment on the phone. So and they then, end up talking for a really long time but then, on the phone. Good, good thing for But Daniel. then she yeah. just like, because then, cause <laughs> then right? Daniel yes. just, co- Daniel does the same thing that she did to him earlier and just like opens the door and comes into the office and she's it's like, and she like, oh, and she like hangs up the phone oh, on Daniel. Because <laughs> like she's been talking for a significant amount of time. Yeah. And like, they were there like flirty. And she's like, and they're like smiling at each other. Like it's just like very, so then she like, so then Daniel calls her back. So James calls James her call, back. James calls her back. And she's like, <laughs> and she's Daniel. like, oh, sorry, my brother walked in and I got flustered, so I hung up the phone. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so like, cut to, so this happens. They end up like having this like phone relationship. Wait, basically. but she breaks up with Michael. Oh, yeah, she breaks up That's with Michael. That's a huge part of the story. Yeah, she breaks well, up yeah. with them and then she breaks it, like, up with them pretty much immediately. She goes, no, she calls him. No, because she asked James how she should break up with him. So, like, their second conversation, when he calls her back that same night, Mm -hmm. is basically she's like, should I write a letter? And he's like, no, you just need to call him on the phone and tell him. Just call him. Like, if you're uncomfortable going over... Because she she was was nervous. And he he was like, do you want me to drive there and take care of you? And she's like, no, I'm good. He's like, she's like, my brother and my dad. Yeah. Because he was just worried about it because he had seen Michael. You know, he, like, knew, you know. Um, But, so, so, anyway, so she calls. Michael takes it very badly. And, And so does his mother... Who starts badgering um, Lainey and his and Lainey's dad and brother have to ask. Um, no, they end up calling the police. Oh, yeah, they end up calling they get a restraining order for the on, mother on the mom because oh my she keeps trying to get Lainey to take her son She's back. like, what the heck? And she, even though she knows, she's like, well, there's forgiveness. And then like Michael, like literally, like there's no way. <laughs> yes. So then. He like, cause he comes over and his dad, her dad and brother have to run him off the first night. But then yeah. literally it becomes something where, um, the, he was, he was apparently a lot of drama and he, um, it started out with starvation. At first he wouldn't eat or come out of his room. His mother called me every day, begging me to come over. Then he started drinking. That was when, when his mother started tracking me down, crying, begging me to forgive him. She came to see me more than five times. Then my parents' hardware store twice and then eventually came, came to my apartment. I ended up calling the sheriff who paid her a visit and gave her a warning to stop bothering me. That's insane. <laughs> So clearly crazy runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. 
syringe. Never Yikes. falls far from the tree, people. Oh, um, cool. But anyway, so <laughs> unless you go to therapy, then sometimes you get yeah, that. Yeah, goodness. <laughs> Um, so anyway but um, so anyway so right so all of that happens that's a big deal and so then it's now five months later December 21st almost Christmas <gasps> yes and Yay. this time so over this course of five months though she and James have been talking on the phone every it, day it, almost. basically every day like it ended up just being every day and like and they didn't even really it. schedule it. Like they would it just, just talk to their happened. And also to you for the record, so remember that this is the 70s. This is why they have not like mm-hmm. had any video chat. Like none right. of that existed. Yes, in, they're in just the 70s. Talking, talking on, on the phone, handheld landline with like a, a cord, with cord. a cord, with a corded <laughs> landline phone. Which like there was something about if you were on the phone with oh, someone and you, and you just twirl that. Yeah, that oh, would that relieve great. anxiety mainly because like whenever you had to call your friends. Um, house, you would be like, hi, Mr. Jones, is so-and-so there? You know, and you would just, and then like, you would like twist I would the always hope the dad didn't I know, answer. Same. It was the always mom answered. Because same. I just didn't talk to the dad so much, so I would get like stressed. Oh yeah, but it was always like stressed because you'd have to like work yourself up to that. Mm-hmm. And then like your family would be like, hey, what's up? And you'd be like, oh my God, did you? <laughs> here's, here's a little throwback for you guys. When I, um, back when we had a landline, long time ago, every day. Let's see if anybody else remembers this. I want to. I want an email. Sh- I want an email call. Ooh, if so you guys curious. remember this, oh. I would call. Um, Time and temperature. No, <laughs> I would call the. The look Morgan just gave. Oh, dead. Oh my god. It was like a one eight hundred number, and you'd be like, okay. you'd be like the time and temperature. Why would Why that. would I get that? Well, you know the time you have a clock in your house. <laughs> you can know the temperature outside. Just, just walk to outside. Die. What do just you want to dial? <laughs> no. Okay, listen. I would call the guideposts for kids hotline because I went on the guideposts for kids website every day and they would give you a little portion of a story every single day. So if you called every day, you could get the full story eventually. Nice. And so you would get a little snippet of a story and then you'd get a Bible verse every single day. So I would call it guideposts for kids every day and it get my little so daily. Time and I yeah, don't remember was. doing that. I do remember um, being, being asked to get off of the internet because my parents somebody had to make a phone call. call. Mm-hmm. I also remember um, if I was trying to convince um, mom and dad to take us to the movies, mom would be like, all right, we'll call and get the movie times and then tell me what they are and see if, see if oh, we can go. How yes. yes. Having to call and get yeah, the automated yeah, yeah. like movie times. Yeah. That was fun too. Um, okay. Anyways, wow, <laughs> not in the seventies, but mm. the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, so they've been talking this whole time, and then um, so right, so it's right before Christmas. She's talking to Abby, right? Isn't she mm-hmm. talking yeah. to Abby? Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this upcoming Christmas party that's going to be happening at, uh, at this the local gym. gym. I guess that I think, all the guys, because a lot of people, there's some characters who are boxers in this story, which again probably relates to other books in the series because they very. It's like a like, oh, yeah, this, mm-hmm. the gym, it seems like mm-hmm. a common place that they hang out. So that was kind of what I took away from it. Yeah. Um, but then... Um, and they're like, did you invite James? And she's yeah. like... She goes, oh, no, no I he's in Georgia. His his grand his grandpa. Yeah, da-da-da. Isn't like, that he, help, blah, blah, blah. And, and she, they're like, well, did you even ask him? And she's like, no. And they're like, well, if you asked him, he would come. And she's like... She goes, how do you know that? And then Abby goes, because he told me that he would have come if you would have asked him to. And she goes, wait, what did he say? They said... He was talking to Daniel, and, and Daniel asked Daniel. if he was coming, or if you had asked him to come, and he said, well, if she'd asked me, I would have, but she hadn't said anything, so I wasn't planning on it. 
And she's like, we're just friends. Like, what are you talking about? She's we're best. Like, she goes, we're best, best friends. friends. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want him to feel obligated, blah, blah, blah. And Abby's like, okay, well, that's just what he said. So anyways, that night, when, that night or maybe the next, I don't know. No, it was she calls him that, that, that night or okay. talking. And so they're talking. And so then she goes, oh, um, they're just kind of like casually talking about things. And she's just like, oh, so um, there's this Christmas party. Yeah, Abby's letting me borrow one of her dresses for this Christmas party. Um, I mean, if you weren't, if you weren't busy... You could, you could come. It'd be cool to see you there. Like, just super, like, whatever. She's like, I know you have stuff with your grandpa, though. So, like, but if, if you wanted to come, it'd be neat to see you there. And he goes, and doesn't he just say, oh, okay, I'll be there. Yeah, he says, um, yeah, because she's like, hey, there's an extra room oh, that's um, right. at my brother's house. Yeah. Like, you can stay there you can or whatever. stay there. Yeah. Um, and she, like, rambles. And then he's like, sure. And she's like, sure. He's like, sure, yes. And you can spend Christmas with you if that's what you're asking. Yes, it is. I'm asking yes to that asking. <laughs> Oh it's word. so cute. It's so cute and awkward. <laughs> Honestly, I love that's how I would ask a man to come to Christmas. I love it though. He's like, "Yes, I'll come spend Christmas with you if that's what you're asking." Oh, yeah, like she's cutting like, the chase, I know. girl. Oh, I love it. And so then, the following day, December twenty second. Also, mm-hmm. shout out to my sister. That is her birthday. Wow, happy birthday, Amelia! Um, friend of the it. pod. Friend of the pod. Guest friend of the pod. Of the she was pod. also a guest on our, on our pod. She yes. was our first guest. First guest. Guest first of the pod. Friend one, of the pod. And probably one of our OG listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gotta love that sister support. Okay. Sisters. So, um, great. Wow. Because I was like, sister reference and also a white Christmas reference. I know. Wow. Damn wow. it, girl. You're bringing it. <laughs> Fire. You're Fire, as like, always. Oh, no. <laughs> um, keep going. I was going to say something, I decided against it. Good, good, good. It's for after hours, too. Yes, probably. <laughs> okay. So, basically, then she shows up to the party in this red dress. And mm-hmm. the following day. Mm-hmm. And she told James to come at a certain time. No, the next day. Yeah, because he wasn't supposed to come till the 23rd. Yes. Yeah, so she was not expecting him to be at the party. And then she comes in and says, so she invited him to the party, to the party No, she invited no, him for Christmas. She invited him for Christmas. Uh. Yeah, she shows up. It says between well, she six did. and seven. No, she was talking about the party and then she was just like, oh, you could come. But it, she didn't think he was going to make it for the party. And then because of the drive time. And then he was supposed to come the 23rd. The point is she didn't expect him for the party. She expected yes. him to be there for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So she shows up at the party. It said any time between 6 and 7. She shows up like 7.02. Somebody's like, why are you? Somebody come runs up to her and is like, why are you so late? It's She's like, like, what do you mean? Been, we're waiting for you for an hour. And She's there's like, what James. are you talking about? No, he's no, not there. He's, she says, James got here at 6. And she was like... What James is here, and then someone else is like, "Oh no, just just kidding," because it was supposed to be a surprise, and so they try to like downplay it. But she's like, and "Well, she's I like, James, James is here. James is here. James is here." And then she sees him, and then she the sees room. him. The crowds part, and she sees him, and he's standing there, Very looking good. so handsome, standing talking to Daniel, and then their eyes meet, and he smiles at her, and she smiles, and she at smiles at him, and she's looking beautiful in this red dress, in a candy apple red dress in that in that Abby letter wear, mm-hmm. and then they. They like go over. She's like, "Oh, I didn't expect you to. I didn't expect you to like be here." It was such a cutesy. I loved this work so much. So then I didn't expect she's you to be here. She's like, from your dear she's listeners. so like awkward. They're both so spin- well, also, she was trying to convince 
Abby the day before that she didn't actually like him. She was like, no, we're just friends. And she's mm-hmm. like, bull, what are you talking about? Like, and she's like, no, no, we're just friends. I mean, I like him, but we're friends. Like, yeah. I like him as a friend, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes when she sees him, there is no friendship on her mind. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> she was like, oh boy. I should, that's what, that's right. That's what she kept saying. She goes, was he this good looking before? Why are his she eyes about so his blue? blue eyes. She's like, she I don't remember his eyes and she's being like blue. staring into his she's eyes. She's like, I don't think he was this good looking before. She was like, was I that devoted to Michael that I didn't notice how cute this guy was? I mean, I mean, that's She wasn't real. the cheater, so it's possible. Yeah. She wasn't the cheater. Um, so then they kind of, like, go over they to like the side. They, like, chit-chat and, and then, talk. And then they, and then they dance. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, non-Christmas music playing at the Christmas party. But yes. they're kind of having fun with that. Um, you know, so right. they have thoughts on that. And then... Madeline does, okay. too. <laughs> um, so, so then they she finds out that because he was there for an hour, other women asked him to dance. She's like really kind of peeped by So this she's and jealous, jealous, clearly, but she's trying to act like she's not jealous because and she doesn't like, feel like she has a right to be. So she's like, who did you dance with? And, and he, he like, tells her and she like, goes, wow, uh, how many times did they ask you or did you ask them? And so then he's like smiling like they asked me. He goes, oh, 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 cool. Um, you danced with her twice, you said? Hmm. Okay. Oh like God. she's just like, yes. oh, I'm not. She's- so finally he asks her, he's like, um, Lainey, are you jealous? She goes, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. I am jealous, actually. I'm feeling <laughs> jealous. Is well, that bad? <laughs> and then, but like in the meantime, one thing that we should have said about James's character is he spent a lot of time working on card tricks when he was overseas. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Like tricks, he's the so. life of the party yes, kind of yes. character. Okay. And he's so like he's very friendly. Everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, so then someone comes over to him and he's like, hey, James, can you come over here and do a card trick? And so she is like, okay, yeah, you can go do that and we'll, and he's like, and then we'll, we'll dance more. He's like, mm-hmm. no, no, come with me. And, um, and then he whispers in her ear that he's glad that she's jealous. Yeah. It's, it's really cute. It's really cute. So then um, he does card tricks and like, they, they have a good thing. time at the party. They dance some more. Um, and then the next day, right. Is that the friend's Christmas party? Mm-hmm. So she goes to a friend's Christmas party the next day. It's like something that they always do. Um, and James goes with her. It's like a white elephant Christmas gift exchange. They have a lot of fun. Um, cause Daniel and Abby leave for, um, Christmas with her family. Yes. And, um, so James goes with Lainey and they have a fun time. They get these like kooky white elephant gifts and then, um, they're walking back to, he's, oh no, he drove. So he yes, drove in his truck. Yes. Yeah. So, so he, she got, so he's driving her back to her and, house and, and he got a fish. And so they're like, oh yeah, that's right. They, they stopped by fish. someone's house to like, who like their daughter is goldfish. So As a white elephant. As a white elephant present. So and he's, he's like, like, I can't take this with me. I guess I'll have to flush it before I leave. And oh my she's God. Like, he's like, I'll take and it. And she's like, oh, don't flush it. I'll take care of and it. So like, they're well, going to take it back to her apartment. So it's Christmas Eve. So they go to like someone's house um, mm-hmm. that like has fish and, and to like, and then they end up staying for two, for longer. The fact that they're having a good time. So then they're leaving and he can drop her off at her apartment. And guess whose With car the is the, in the driveway? Guess whose car is in the driveway? Michael. Yes. But guess who's in her car? Also, Michael's mom. mom. No, no. Oh, <laughs> that, was that was a good guess. That would actually have been amazing. Whoa! Whoa. I thought Jay. she had a restraining order, but okay. But um, no, so Michael Is couldn't get lane. into her house, but her car was unlocked, so he like got into her, her car, car because it smells like her. It smells like you, baby. Barf. Direct quote. Direct. Barf. <laughs> she says. So then James is immediately like on guard. Oh wait, they see his car driving. He grabs a gun from his glove. And oh my god! His pistol. Because he's like. This guy's, you haven't spoken to him? Because he asked, he's like, have you been talking to him? She's like, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Since the summer. He asks kind of like a couple of like, and it ended badly, you say? Like he was trying to suss out the situation. She's like, yeah, sure. I'm badly. Like, this is out, you know what I'm saying? So then he, he grabbed it. He grabbed his gun, like put it in the back waistband of his pants. And I was like, front? 
Correct. Not in the front. Super good. Just check. That's a plate. That's a thing. No, he says he put it in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so they get out of the car. And then they see Michael, because they, they see Michael's truck, but then when they get out of their car, they Michael realize that Michael gets out of her car. And that's where he says the line, smells like you, baby. And then and she's um, like, no. you need to leave. Yes. Like, what are you and doing And then here? James kind of like, because then Michael t- takes a step towards her, and James like steps in front, front. Yes. protective guy thing, like... And then um, <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know what that means, but I'm just gonna keep moving forward. I, I was like, yes or no? Yes. Good job, James. We we agree. Good, good job. It's it felt very similar to how if you're walking on a sidewalk with somebody with a guy, and yeah. they like will walk on the traffic side, so you don't have to as the woman. Absolutely, feels be protective. I mean, yes. very different too than like a man coming at you. But I'm just saying, like, it's a similar nature. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Um. So, anyways, mm-hmm. so um, so that he steps in front of her. And um, she's still asking him to leave. And yeah. then Michael basically, like, I think he, like, comes at. He, he's, basically what ends up happening is she's like, I'm going to go inside. Yes. Like, James kind of cordons off Michael and is like, you're not coming near her. Mm-hmm. And then so she goes inside and is kind of, like, watching from the window, looking outside the window. She acts very nonchalant, but then she gets inside quick and, like, opens the window. She's like, oh, yes. Eyes. And she, like, takes the fish inside. She's like, I'll just take this fish inside. Um, and then James, like, has some words with Michael. They talk. Sure. There's we, no blows exchange, no nope. gunfire. Yeah. No. And then Good. Michael leaves. Okay. Um, and so then James comes back in and she's like. And he's like, I just so need to make sure that he actually left. What did you say? <laughs> well, yeah, like he checks out the window. No, but I'm like, saying that then oh. he, like, comes in. Like, yeah. Michael left, but I want to, like, make sure that he's actually yeah, going. Yeah. So he's, like, hanging out for a yes. little bit. Meaning, like, he's not going to try to come She back. does not seem to mind. She doesn't mind. Um, so that, oh, in the meantime, like, during all that time, she'd also, like, come and, like, turned on her Christmas lights really quick and, like, started up some music and, like, made the room. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Made the atmosphere of the room, like, festive. cozy. Festive. Be festive. Okay. There you go. Romantic? Well, yes. It's Christmas Eve. Come on. The Eve before Christmas. I know. She knows what Christmas Eve is. Well, I'm just and Christmas her. Eve Eve. That's true. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Okay, so she he comes back in the house. He looks out the window Morgan to make sure Michael's love gone. love this book. Guys, I, listeners, I wish you could see more. It's, so, it's so much beaming. Oh. Um... And so then, I mean, they, like, it's, he leaves, everything is appropriate. He leaves, they give the fish food, and then he's like, bye, I'll see you tomorrow, Christmas. Well, but one thing is, she, he finds out that Michael tells her, tells, Michael tells James that the reason why he came is because he heard that they were at a party together, and so he wanted to check it out for himself. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, um, next day, Christmas Day. Wait, no, there's this really important thing where she basically tells him, um, isn't this where she tells him to burn the ships? Burn the ships. <laughs> do you remember that? I mean, yeah, I do, but... <laughs> yeah. I think so. Is that like a film I don't, reference? I don't think we... Well... Oh, she tells him that before he goes home. Uh-huh. So she basically says... She tells him this story. She says, burn the ships, I say. And she's basically like, look, the reality is that like there's this... Um, she, she's standing there telling him this. Because now you're in Michael's... like. Because it's like it flips back back oh. between Lainey's point of view and Michael's point okay. of view, or sorry, James' James. James. point of view. Um, <clears throat> so she goes, I, "Good yeah. God, I do not want to be in there." No. Um, I said, "Burn the ships." As far as I'm concerned, you can burn the ships. And she and he's like, "Basically, what does that mean?" 
And she's like, a man named Haran Cortez did it in the yeah. early 1500s. Legend has it, others did it before, including um, one at the Rock of Gibraltar hundreds of years before Cortez, but he is the one people remember. He and his troops landed in Mexico after an arduous journey across the sea. And rather than let his men have the option to retreat, he ordered them to burn the ships. That way, no one had the choice but, but to conquer a new land. They had no way back home. Is that true? Jean asked Lady Chuck. I don't really think that there's ironclad evidence that it happened, but generally, it's accepted. Yeah. And so basically, she's like, um, burn your car, theoretically, so you don't have to go home. I know you wouldn't burn your car. I was just joking. And then he kisses her. Because she's basically like, I want you to stay, and I don't want you to leave. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't want you to go back home. Mm -hmm. I want you to be trapped here forever against your will with me. Yes. He, he, there's nothing, it's, it's his, his will, will, too. It's his well, will. Well, yeah. yeah, obviously, but it's in that example that she yeah, gave, yeah, sure. like, but then also burn okay. your car. <laughs> it, it got a little weird, but he knew it was the gas crisis. It was the gas crisis, people. Right. <laughs> right? Did that happen in the 70s? <laughs> I don't know, but. <laughs> it, yes, I think so. Maybe. Was it an oil crisis? Who knows? Actually, I remember, wasn't it the 70s was. when everyone was changing their, like, tanks so that they like bringing their car up to take diesel because gas was so expensive. I have no idea. How, how expensive was it if people aren't doing that now in 2022? Wow. C comparatively though. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so basically they end up making out for a while in, in her house. Yes. And then, and then he goes home mm -hmm. appropriately. Good not man. to, not to Georgia. A good man. Not to <laughs> Georgia. But because just they're to not married Abby's and house. there's right. a note about, Hey, can't do right. what married couples do. Gotta go. Not home. yet. Not yet. Not married, no married couple stuff. No ring. Okay, so get on home. <laughs> no, two rings. You need two rings for that. Well, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> oh Christmas party. Oh, and then she gives him a she gives him a gift too. Oh before yeah. Before he leaves. Oh, okay. Wait, is it before he leaves? Mm -hmm. And but she's like, you can't open this, or he, or he's like, I don't want to open it yet. She's like, we well, can just take it. Okay. So then, but isn't then, it Christmas Day? So why wouldn't he open it on Christmas No, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas oh, Eve. So oh, now it's Christmas Day. Oh now goodness. it's Christmas Day. They're at her parents' house. It's like a big family thing. There's food. They made a huge Christmas lunch. They ate the leftovers for dinner. Everybody's just stuffed and full. And um, she keeps <laughs> telling him the of Christmas cookies. And she keeps telling him, um, hey, I want you to open your Christmas present. Mm -hmm. Right? That's mm -hmm. what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, um... You will probably need to read this scene because it's really cute. Um, and she's like, oh, I, I'm not, not going to open it yet. She's like, why? You need to open it. Just open it. And he's present. like, no, because I want to trade it in. She's like, trade That's it in right. for what? She's like, you haven't even opened it. Why he's do you like, want to trade it in? He's like, I want to trade it in. And she was like, and he was like, I want to trade it in for you. I want you for Christmas. Oh, she's the king, king for Christmas. Christmas. Get it? Get it? And like, I the, get it. Right? Isn't that so cute? So then, but literally... The whole family and is having she, an in interaction. They're basically whispering to each other and he proposes, will you marry me? And yeah, she's and like, she's yes. like, yes. Immediately, yes. And then, like, and then, oh, he, he, and then proposes? he proposes? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh. And then she's like, yes, I'll marry you. And he's like, when? She's like, tomorrow? He goes, okay, sounds good. That and then but she's then like, can like, also can you please open that present I got you because you're really gonna like it. It was this cool holder for his deck of cards, a leather handmade holder for his deck of cards. But then in the meantime, she looks at him again. She's like, wait, did we just say that we're gonna get married? And he's like, yes. And she's like, oh, okay. Just so they're like still whispering to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the family's like doing their own thing, eating their third helping of stuff or whatever. Popcorn. And yeah. Candy uh, apples. Yeah. Um, uh, Rotel. Well, and basically uh, at that point they hadn't even told each other stuffing. that they loved each other. Turkey. So, so, Ham. so she literally even says Biggie this pudding. thing. That's Because at one point, Biggie Pudding, she goes, uh, 
but it, how does she say it? She was like, because she tells him first that I that I love you. She goes, I love you. I said, well, I'm like, is it okay for me to say? Is it okay? Yes, smiling. It's preferable. <laughs> I smiled and glanced down Charlie, biting my lip. Is it preferable that you love me? I asked. I don't know. You tell me. Is it? I nodded. Do you want me to, to love you? He asked. I nodded again, unable to look at him, look straight at him. Well, I do. So it's like this sweet little. It's adorable. Yeah, it's and very cute. cute. And so then, then the next scene's like a little epilogue. Yes, two Christmases later. Two Christmases Aww. later. Because they've been living apart because he's still in the military. Oh yeah, he, and he was trying to like finish his like training or finish out his military, whatever. So he's finally moving back. They've they've like and Louisiana. They've I been think, married for two years. They've been married for two years. Okay. They got married immediately. Louisiana's like halfway, so they would meet there a lot of times oh, and hang out in New, New Orleans. So like mm-hmm. they um. So it ended up being that, like, they were like, hey, family, why don't you all come and yes. we'll, like, spend Christmas together in, in New Orleans. And in they New Orleans. do, and she announced, well. She he, tells him. She they, tells him, yeah, well, he already knew that he's, yes. that she, not he's pregnant. She's pregnant. <laughs> My God. And, um, and then she tells him right there, he's like, I wonder if it's going to be a boy or a girl. And she's like, yeah, well, maybe, or one of each. And he's like. Wait, what do you mean? She, she goes, no, this is how she says it. She said, it could be both. Yeah. I know it could yeah. be either, he said, but why are you smiling? Did you find so out when you went to the doctor? It could be both. And they see that they did the scan with this machine, but they don't know. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, but I know that I found out it could be both. I'm lost. Yeah. She's, she's pregnant like, with twins. Wait, what are you people. saying? Two? Are there two in there? My smile brought in. Two babies, James asks, looking seriously and intense. She's pregnant with twins. And that's the end. Of that's it. the end of the book. Two babies. And, and then it's like Merry Christmas. Merry yes. Christmas. Merry Aww. Christmas to all. And to all, a good, a good night. night. And that is a a king for Christmas. A king for Christmas. How fun! It was so fun. It was an ad- it was so cute. I want to read it again. After talking about it, I just want to read it again. It was so cute. Um, okay, so are we going to do our spoon scale? Yes. Great. So, uh, listeners, we're going to do things a little bit differently. So yes. we're going to do our spoon scale. Since it's a Christmas party episode. Yes. And then I'm going to share a fun little um, uh, relevant research. And then mm-hmm. Morgan has a lot of fun Christmas questions to ask. Some Christmas trivia And so the Christmas party will begin shortly. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah. All right. Okay, spoon scale for anyone who doesn't know. I don't know why you wouldn't know by this time, but it but is. But we also love talking about what our spoon scale is. It's true, we do. Yes. It's um, scale from zero to Colin Firth in a wet shirt, um, which is the epitome of swim. And today our theme is romantic Christmas movies because... It's Christmas. Specifically cheesy Christmas romantic movies. We didn't specify cheesy. But we both picked cheesy but movies. But we did both pick cheesy movies. Do oh, you want to go first? No, you can't wait. First. You okay. First. So my favorite, well, my swoon scale moment is from the brilliant ABC Family original, Holiday in Handcuffs. Oh, Classic. Yes, starring yes. <laughs> Mario Lopez. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Melissa Joan Hart. I watch this movie every year at least once, sometimes twice. My husband, it's now one of his favorites. He's like, Morgan, you want to watch Holiday in Handcuffs? Christmas season started. We usually start out the season strong with um, Mario and Melissa. And it's great. I always watch it a couple of times during Christmas, too. It is so fun. So good. It's hilarious. It's delightful. Anyways, um, if you haven't seen it, very basic premise because you need it for my swoon scale moment. Um... Melissa Joan Hart is going to her family's for Christmas. She feels that nobody in her family really understands or respects her. So this year she's really excited because she's bringing her boyfriend for Christmas. 
and he breaks up with her literally like two hours before they're supposed to leave before they're supposed mm-hmm. to get on the road and she's like are you kidding me she doesn't even really care mm-hmm. that he's breaking up with her not really she's just like you can't she's just you can't mad leave me for that. Christmas <laughs> she's at her shift at this diner and this guy has this ancient revolver hanging up on his wall for just anyone to grab so she literally there's a very handsome man who's walked in played by Mario Lopez played by Mario Lopez and he's alone he's, he's waiting for someone His so fiance. she basically kidnaps him she like holds this gun up to him and is like get out of here and he's like what is happening so she like she gets him she and handcuffs like, him well not at first she ties like pantyhose around him and like kidnaps him in her car he <laughs> slips and falls so he gets knocked out she doesn't knock him out but he like slips and falls on the ice outside gets knocked out she, so she kidnaps him takes him to family vacation and pretends that he's her boyfriend the whole time. And he's like protesting and nobody in the family believes him. And so it's this ridiculous scenario where finally finally he plays along, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so the whole thing, of course, they end up falling in love. And merriment ensues. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, Christmas Christmas merriment. So then the end of it, he leaves, goes back to his life. She leaves, goes back to her life. She's sad because they miss each other. And she ends up um, painting this painting. She's an artist and she has it. And somebody, a mystery buyer, buys this painting. This is at the very end of the film. Okay? Because this is back like And she doesn't, like yeah. her whole family oh, has yeah, found yeah. out about it. Like there's a lot oh, yeah. of like. A lot, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of redemption happened. Some craziness happened. She's made things right with her family. She feels better about it. She's pursuing her dreams of being an artist. Mario Lopez went back to his fiance who he was engaged to at the time he was getting married so he's gone they haven't she saw their engagement announcement in the newspaper they haven't spoken but she like really was like having feelings for him feelings that she'd not ever really felt um so anyway so at the end of this you know she's like sitting it's her first um art show like she's showing a painting at this art show it's a huge deal her whole family comes she's so excited and somebody buys her painting and so she's like Oh my gosh, like someone bought it. I can't believe this. This is like so surreal, all this stuff. And so she's she's walking out to her car and somebody puts a blindfold over her eyes, grabs her and just starts dragging her along. And so she's talking the whole time like, oh my gosh, like I know jujitsu. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. My body is considered a lethal weapon. She goes on and on. And then it's obviously, it's Mario Lopez. And she realizes it immediately. She's like, wait. Uh, are you kidding me? So he was the one who bought... Because he was her. very rich. Yes. So he, like, takes her to this... I mean, he was, like... He wasn't very rich. He was, like... Well off. You know, well off. But anyway, so he bought the painting. I thought his fiance was marrying him in part for the money. No. He worked for her dad's company. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, no. Um, but anyways, he actually... Like, he'd had a pretty poor upbringing. He was not... He wasn't, like, independently wealthy. He'd worked pretty hard. But, um... Sorry, I remember there was a rich family. I forgot it was her family. It was her family. Um, but anyway, so what he'd done is he was not with his fiance anymore. He'd bought this building and he wanted to be an architect. So he was pursuing that. Um, and he bought this building and he was setting it up to be a gallery. And he's like, and so finally he like brings her into this building and takes off the blindfold and she's still like handcuffed <laughs> and he's telling her all this. And she's just like, you can see it in her eyes. Her eyes are all glowy. Like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Like, this is so cool. Um, and he's like, oh, and I acquired my first piece for my new, my new gallery. And he like unveils it and it's her painting. That he was the mystery buyer. And she's just like tears fall up in her eyes. She was like all this stuff. And then she's like, can you take these handcuffs off me now? And he just grins and like puts her arms around his neck and then they kiss. And it's so sweet. And it's like, it's Mm -hmm. such a good movie. And that, like that culmination of like, he 
he loved her too and he couldn't stop thinking about her and now mm. they're both like Love getting it. what they want in life and they're doing it together which is wonderful and it was just great. So that's my Spoon Scale moment because it has all the Christmas feels and I love that movie. And I thought this book was quite swoony. I thought James was very swoony. So James was that's my Spoon Scale is Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart in the art gallery at Christmas. Nice. Love it. Um, okay, so mine is a Christmas movie as well, of course. And so mine is this probably less well-known movie than um, Holiday in Handcuffs is called Christmas in Boston. Have either of you seen this movie? I have. Christmas yes. in Boston? Yes. No, I've never seen okay, it. Okay, so it's a delightful movie. Um, it came out on ABC Family in 2005, so years and years ago. Um, I used to DVR it back when it like came nice. out, and then I would like watch it. I mean, because there wasn't, I didn't have a DVR <laughs> in 2005, but it would come out every Christmas mm -hmm. on like um, ABC Family's like, you know, 25 Days of Christmas or whatever. Anyways, um, but I actually have it on DVD now, uh, so we can watch it together. Um, at some point in yeah, December. Yeah, we should. Um, so <clears throat> the story is that there's this two um, kids that they were, or they're adults now, but when they were kids, they became pen pals, Gina and Seth. They're the main characters. Back in sixth grade, though, both of them were kind of, they were like, we're not attractive. So they literally sent each other <laughs> pictures of their best friend. That's right. <laughs> and so they literally, but like neither of them knows that they sent their picture of their best friend. So like, Seth works at a toy company, and they're like gonna go to Boston for like a toy event. How Christmas movie is that? Working at a toy company. It's you never meet Christmas. anybody in real life that works God. at a toy company. So <laughs> he convinces his best friend, and he basically tells him like, "Hey, can you?" Because he knows that Gina lives in Boston, and so he because he basically asks her like, "Hey, can we meet up or whatever?" But then he realizes he has to get his best friend to come with him. Luckily, they're still friends. Meanwhile, she. Luckily. <laughs> Luckily. Then, meanwhile, she and her best friend, she, like, convinces her best friend. So, basically, the best friends go and meet each other, okay? Oh, that's right. They yeah. go meet each other because they're supposedly the Seth and Gina. You the know? ones that they've been pinned But, like, they're both, like, these kind of wild, like, promiscuous type friends. And so, it's, like, they, like, meet and inst... Because Gina's been, like, Gina's, like, I've loved this guy forever. And he's, yeah. like, really into her, you know, what, what, whatever. But in the meantime, Gina's a reporter. And so, she hears rumors about something happening in the toy company. So, she goes to the toy convention, bumps, literally bumps into Seth. And so, they start having interactions. Mm -hmm. And neither of them knows that they, like, don't... That they've been... Pen pals, you know, yeah. and so like their best friends meet, then they end up making out, and it's a whole like the best, the best friends. friends do. Yeah, and so she's like really mad at her best friend. She's like, How could you kiss this guy? Because she thinks like, it's her pen pal. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. like, You kissed it, you know, whatever. Anyway, so like basically, it's one of those like classics you don't know that you've met the person that like you've been, you know, right yes. into forever, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, delightful movie, and there's these. And she like loves Christmas, and it's just it's just a delightful movie. Um, I haven't seen it in since last Christmas name, or maybe even the Christmas before. Like, there was something wrong with my DVD player last Christmas. But anyways, I I just, like, love it because the ending is so beautiful and I want to ruin it, but it's just, like, a delightful story um, along the way. And it's just, like, the kind of thing where, like, there's a lot of misunderstandings, but then it kind of is resolved. But anyways, so there's this, um, I think I would say that the overall movie is my swoon scale for this book because I feel like that there's elements where, like, you want characters to be together and to like figure stuff out and so like there's this element because also the phone calls felt eerily similar in mm -hmm. a way to letter writing although to be fair like it wasn't like they um like I don't think they ever met in real life ever I think they were just pen pals and they just kept writing to each other which I had a pen pal for a while when I was a kid mm -hmm. um anyways I literally just like looked in the homeschool <laughs> like 
directory <laughs> picked yeah. a girl who was my same age and like sent her a letter and I was like hey you want to be pen pals nice. I had a pen pal too it was someone that my uncle knew mm-hmm. which was kind of random but like we were pen pals for a little while yeah I don't know how he knew her or how she was related to him or whatever nice. but wow I kind of want to find a pen pal now <laughs> anyways pen pals pen pals was probably kind of like online dating I mean I was about to say yeah. yeah basically anyways but like so I, I think one of the reasons why I love this movie is because I, I really do love a story where it's like, you know things that the characters don't know and you're watching them mm-hmm. figure yes, it out along yes. the way. And so I think that there was moments That's of fun. this that like, you were like, well, James and uh, clearly James and Lainey like each other. Mm-hmm. But like, she was like, no, we're just friends, you know, and this like, yeah. and so this kind of like, and it was a very accelerated story, but it's also an event, yeah. so it's kind of true to form. But yeah, I just thought it was a, a, a sweet kind of story. Um. That was enjoyable and, you know, in, in different ways, obviously, than a pen pal that didn't meet. But, yeah. Like, kind of delightful and just, So, like, the whole movie is your swoon scale? Yeah. There you go. Love it. Because it's, like, I feel like that there's mm-hmm. swoony moments throughout the movie. And then there's also moments that I'm, like, oh, just, like, kind of the book. Like, there's moments where you're, like, wow, that was a little much. But, like, <laughs> very, very, there's a lot of sure. moments, you know? Sure. So, anyways. Love it. Um, yeah, that's my swoon scale. Okay, so then the other thing we're going to do is, I don't have a physical copy of the book, so we're not going to be able to do, but we have another book handy that we can use for Odette's relevant research. Nice. Um, so, I did, I want to do some research because, as I mentioned, I'm pretty sure this is my first novella. I've read shorter books before, but I don't know if I've ever read a novella before. Um, so, I looked up novella in, um, the, uh, Britannica. And so a novella, a short and sweet structured narrative. Sorry, I added the word sweet. (laughs) I was like, like, that's in the Encyclopedia Britannica? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, that was amazing. Okay. Short and sweet. (laughs) Sorry, I added the word sweet. (laughs) Okay, novella. Short and well-structured narrative, often realistic and satirical in tone that is influenced... The, the development of short story and the novel throughout Europe. Originating in Italy during the Middle Ages, the novella was based on local events that were humorous, humorous political, or amorous in nature. Amorous. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> the individual tales are often gathered into collections along with anecdotes, legends, and romantic tales. Hmm. Um, writers such as Giovanni Bocca, Boccaccio. I don't know. I'm not going to try to help you. Yeah. Boccaccio. Franco Cicchetti, Matteo Bandello. Later developed the novella into a... Thank you for helping me on that journey. Um, Later developed the novella into a psychologically subtle, highly structured short tale, often using a frame story to unify tales around a common theme. Um, Geoffrey Chaucer introduced the novella to England with the Canterbury Tales. During the Elizabethan period, William Shakespeare and other playwrights extracted the dramatic plots from the Italian novella. The realistic content and form of these tales influenced the development of the English novel in the 18th century and the short story in the 19th century. The novella flourished in Germany, what is known as the novelle, in the 18th, 19th, and early 20th centuries. The works of writers... Um, not going to go through all those. <clears throat> um, so... Um, the German novellen often encompassed within a frame story based on a catastrophic event, such as a plague, war, or flood, either real or imaginary. The individual tales are often related by reporter narratives driven to the audience from the misfortunes they are experiencing. Characterized by brevity, self-contained plots that end on a note of irony, literary and um, a 
factile style, restraint of emotion and objective rather than subjective presentation. These tales were a major stimulant to the development of the modern short story in Germany. The novel also survived as a unique form, although the unity and mood of the style is often replaced with a traditional unity of action. The most importance of the frame was diminished the necessary for um, absolute objectivity. Examples of works considered to be novella other than short stories, or rather than novels or short stories, are Leon Tol Leo Tolstoy's um, The Death of Ivan Eich and, um, how do you say that? Ilyich. Ilyich, yes. Oh. And um, <clears throat> Dostoevsky's uh, Notes from the Underground. Yes. Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness and Henry James' The Aspirin Papers. So, look at that. Novellas influenced current literature mm -hmm. and novels today. And you can still read them to this day, so I love that. I actually didn't realize that novellas were a precursor to novels. That's I know, it's so fun. I love that. It's yeah, I, they came first. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Which kind That's of makes sense because if you think about the development of right. literature and human mm -hmm. language and even writing and all that kind of stuff, it was like it. It makes sense that it would have mm -hmm. been started out short and then became oh, th this is a viable thing. How can we, you know, make, yeah. make these a little longer? Absolutely. Yeah. Alrighty, okay. Morgan. So yes. do you have your Christmas questions ready? Because I think it's time. I, I do. really do think it's time that we start this Christmas party. Yes. <laughs> some Christmas questions. Okay, here we go. On the ready. This is just kind of a fun little, I want to suss out what everyone's favorite, the favorites of Christmas. Suss. I'm going to suss it out. We've used this word a lot this podcast episode. Yeah. Really? Suss. Yeah. Well, okay, it's kind of like James in the car sussing out a uh, situation. situation with Michael. Right, well, you used it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just this. Twice, more than we've said all season. Okay. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, okay, probably. so one of the first things I'm going to ask this is my favorite. This is my favorite time of year. Okay. One of the first things I'm gonna ask. I would like. Oh, should I do top three or top two? Oh, or, or what's the question? What? Yeah, you can't just like. Top two. Top two. Okay. What? Top. Okay. I don't know what you guys. Think. I know. I just went with top, top two. Top two Christmas songs. Top oh, two Christmas songs. Top two Christmas songs. Yes. Religious or non-religious? Doesn't matter. Just what? Top, just top two. No, we should do top one, two religious, no, top two. Come on, one religious, one non. Top religious, top non. That is a big ass. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can go. So, okay, go ahead. top Christian is um, the Prince of Peace song by Hillsong. Um, we From sing their it. Peace Project? Yes. Wait, Wait, what is it? How does it go? So good. Um, I can't The King remember. of Kings and Lord of Lords. No. Glory. No. Hallelujah. Nope. <laughs> she said, nope. <laughs> that's the only song I know that says Prince of Peace. Uh, no, it's from the Hill Songs, the Peace Project what? album. I think they released it in 2019. Play a clip. I will. It is very good. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's on the Peace Project, but it's called Seasons. Oh. They sing it at church. <laughs> 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 
passionately I am, so. I'm I'm non-religious. One year I listened to that so many times, I was pretty sure Spotify was gonna be like top song. <laughs> like also like they it was the, the same time that like Spotify had done this campaign where, where they put billboards out and they put like how many times someone would listen to a song and they'd be like, So and so, are you okay? And I was concerned they would be like, What are you going through? What winter are you in? <laughs> I'm dead. I'm on a billboard. <laughs> oh my God. I think I probably listened to it like four hundred times in the That's course of hilarious and I um, love it so much. Yeah. Um, well, last year, my t- top song on Spotify was Anyone by Justin Bieber. <laughs> there you go. That was in my top two. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so why we get along great on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think my top um, uh, non-Christian song is probably White Christmas. Okay. That's a great one. Classic. That's a great one. Yeah. I love a lot of Christmas songs, though, so it's, it's oh, hard. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. And I usually start November 1st hits... I'm listening to Christmas music. Nonsense. See, I listen to it lightly Nobody's until stopped. after Thanksgiving because I love Thanksgiving. Love, love, mm-hmm. love Thanksgiving. And so, mm-hmm. like, literally, like, basically Thanksgiving night, I'll start really listening to Christmas music. Honestly, that's me, too. I, I try not to do it before Thanksgiving. Sometimes I cave, but I do, like, well, actually, you, typically Thanksgiving Day is, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to cook all day. I'm going to ring in this holiday Day. season. Mm-hmm. Let's turn to Christmas music. See, to me, Thanksgiving is the start of like like I always put Thanksgiving and Christmas like it's all a similar it's like all part of the same holiday season Thanksgiving mm-hmm. doesn't have its own music so I just listen to Christmas music there are Thanksgiving playlists though okay well anyways <laughs> um I don't know about that so my favorite did you want to go next you want me to go, you next? go next okay my favorite um well, my favorite religious song is I would have to say Oh Holy Night Oh, I forgot about that one. Maybe that's my favorite. Can't change it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Savage. Already picked. It's Already my picked. turn now. Um, oh, Holy Night. <laughs> she's like, it's my favorite. You can't have it. Until she's the <laughs> oldest child. Yeah, exactly. I like call that. Um, and, pro- I mean, pro- I like all of the versions of Oh, Holy Night. Probably, um, I mean, like, Faith Hill or, like, Amy Grant singing Class. Oh, Holy Night. Yes. probably it's my favorite and then I like so I mean I like every Christmas song basically um, non-religious I would say oh um, can't pick white Christmas that's mine I wasn't going to it's not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> Morgan is so opinionated when it comes to like Christmas themed, <laughs> Christmas related anything. Oh, she I will am. fight you to the nail. Um, I probably, oh, Santa I Claus really, I do really like the Bruce. Jackson Five. Oh, no, I'm I like sorry. Bruce Springsteen. Santa you do Claus like that. Coming you back. love that song. You love um, that song. That's is that the uh, one where it's like Santa, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, yes, that's the one? yeah, yeah. Bruce Springsteen. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> you better be good yes, for goodness God. sake. Better be good for goodness sake. Yes. Um, I he also s- uses the word Saint Nick and for a rhyme in that one too, I think. Hmm. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just goes, huh. I don't know about that. And then I, yeah, I think that's probably my most favorite. Okay. What yes. about you? My probably favorite religious is O Come, O Come Emmanuel. Mm. That's a good one. I love that song. Um, it is so atmospheric and mm-hmm. um, contemplative, and I mm-hmm. love it. Um, I also like, I like a lot of, um, 
like songs that are very old. Mm, okay. Like in the bleak midwinter. Mm. That's a good one. And um, that one's there's good. another one that I'm thinking of, but but I think my is O Come O Come Emmanuel is probably my favorite. We can post some which is also stories, an old that's favorite song. That's to our a very stories. old song as well. Um, and then my favorite um, non non religious Christmas song is All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. Oh wow! Yes. Woo! I love it. <laughs> that song is you know what? Just, straight fire. Change my mind. Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> I think most people agree with you on that. Right? I love it. Don't want a lot for Christmas. There's I'm just happy. one thing I'm happy. I need, I'm happy and just I, about it. <laughs> I don't care about it. Like makes you happy just to think about it. Exactly. I just honestly I love a good Christmas playlist because also I really really love how like artists every Christmas will come out with like new renditions of songs or like. Like, yes. like, you know, and I just think that that's so fun to like write original songs, you know, like, yes. also, if you're interested in a blend of like a Christian artist making like a Christmas album with both like religious and Ooh, I might be subject matter, that, yeah. um, Phil Wickham released an album, mm -hmm. I think it was in 2020. Yeah, I think so. It might've been 2019. Mm -hmm. um, it was 2019 or 2020. And he, he does some um, covers of like classic Christmas carols. But he also has some original songs on there um, that are just like that's so fun, um, like Christmassy songs mm. um, that are really fun to listen to. Love that. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out for um, the Christmas album that was released a few years ago, where Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani were singing Christmas songs, and they sang about sweet gingerbread made with molasses. My heart skipped and I reacted. Can't believe this is happening like a present sent from God. And it's a great Christmas Oh, I thought album. you meant that when you heard the song, your heart skipped. It did. About gingerbread and molasses. I was just quoting the lyrics. But I was like, wow. It's called You Make It Feel Like Christmas. Oh, I love oh, that song. I want to thank the yes. storm that brought the snow. It's I great. love that song. That album, the whole album is fabulous. That song. Also, There's so many good songs. Also, I feel like John, White Christmas, John Legend's like, oh. 2019 Christmas album That's is Little Fire. Because that oh man has I a know, voice like an angel. Listeners, I know you've heard his Christmas album. We know you have. I know you have because it is so good. I can literally hear the first song on that album right now. Oh yeah, it's so good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's and low. <laughs> it's so good. And he has lots of mistletoe. And that one's fun because he has no um, some nice. guest artists to come on and sing with him too. Oh. And it's just it's lovely. Um. Okay. Next question. Moving right along. Top. No. Favorite Christmas activity of the season. Something that you have to do every year that just fills you with fills your little Christmas year with joy. That you to have to do? That you just like Oh, you have to do because like it's no. so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like you can't not do Christmas without doing this particular activity. What is your favorite Christmas activity? Ooh. Do you guys need a minute? You can go. I have mine. Go ahead. Mine. Because you favorite. know these questions. This is like last time you did rapid fire questions. I would like to point out, I actually did not, in my head, I just knew I was going to ask a bunch of questions. I didn't actually prepare them ahead of oh, time. Okay. I, these are just things I think to myself around the holiday okay. season. I'm like, well, what is my favorite this? <laughs> Got it. What is my um, favorite Morgan, this? what is my favorite? Um, yes, Morgan, that is. <laughs> you laugh, but it goes a lot like that. Um, <laughs> my favorite, that. Uh, looking at Christmas lights. Driving around town, visiting different neighborhoods, finding out which neighborhoods have the best lights, and looking at Christmas lights, I'll get my coffee with some sort of flavored Christmas creamer in it, and my husband and turn I... Turn on the Christmas radio station. Mm -hmm. Turn on the Christmas radio station, my husband and I. We uh, Last year, I don't think we did it, but the first year we had my um, firstborn son, we were living in Houston, and um, we... Uh, 
drove around. There was like my husband delivered mail at the time. And so he knew like two or three really, really like swanky neighborhoods where the whole neighborhood was a theme. And oh, so we literally so like we had our little tiny two month old baby <laughs> in the car oh, I love it. and we had our coffee I and we had, were playing Christmas music and we just drive, drove around these like such swanky neighborhoods with these great lights. It was so much fun, but that is my all time favorite Christmas activity. I love that. Just looking at Christmas lights. I have so many because I love the match of the Christmas season and I feel like for me though, it's probably also Christmas lights because one thing I truly, truly love is plugging it, coming home from work and plugging in the Christmas tree yes. and lighting a candle and making dinner or whatever. Awesome. Like I just think every, and I literally am the kind of person that even, I mean, I work from home now, but in past years I haven't. And so like I would still though, even though I only knew I was going to have the Christmas lights on for a short time and it's daylight, I would still plug the Christmas lights in because I just mm -hmm. love the glow of it. I love also watching movies, sitting next to the Christmas glow. Mm -hmm. um, and last year, um, my sister and I took my nephew to like a, a cute little Christmas activity and it was very fun. Um, so so fun. I think that I, I just like doing a lot of Christmassy things so I don't know that I have a favorite one just because I love the magic of the season and basically come the day after Thanksgiving Black Friday I'm like all Christmas till about second week in January and then I'm done if anybody suggests watching anything other than a Christmas movie the entire month of December I'm like absolutely not what month you can't do you think it is you can't yeah. sit with us yeah exactly <laughs> like move along um yeah so I just I, I don't have a favorite activity but I've because I've done the driving lights I love that that's so fun mm -hmm. I um we have some I'm really so awesome excited. I also love where we live too. Yeah, that's snow true. walks. I feel like I've done oh, one of my favorite snow. things. Yes. So snow walks when it snows, especially right right before Christmas. I literally put, which is like hardly ever, but but here but regardless, um, I love a good snow yeah, walk. We, but like yes. where we live, we get most of our snow in like January. February. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always still hold out hope every year that we'll mm -hmm. get a white Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite things to do is then when when there's snow, is I literally like fill a mug with. Maybe a little wine, maybe a little hot chocolate, whatever I'm feeling. And I literally go for a walk around the neighborhood and I love the stillness and the quiet of it and the glow the, of the Christmas like, lights. And the crunch of your feet on the snow. So oh fun. my gosh, so I perfect. have done so many of those and it's nice because I'm a very much a rule follower, but when the roads are closed because there's so much snow, you can walk in the middle of the road and it's That's fine. True, yeah. And I love it and it's pure magic. And so basically anything involving Christmas, I'm here for. Mm -hmm. Love cheesy Christmas movies. There's some friends that I became friends with them because we both shared a love of cheesy Christmas movies. I'm pretty love selective it. about the types of movies I watch with the exception of Jane Austen um, uh, adaptations because I love a good Jane Austen. In, um, I might not watch it again. But or a bad Jane Austen yes, I Yes, I love Jane Austen <laughs> adaptations. But in general, I watch, like, I don't really watch a lot of cheesy things, but Christmas, it's like, bring on all the cheese, and I love it all. Yes. So what about you, Madeline? Um, well, my all-time favorite Christmas activity is the candlelight service. Mm -hmm. I, it's not Christmas if there's no candlelight service in my world. Um, but a close second is my husband and I, um, make a list every year. We're, Morgan and I were just talking about this, um, a little bit ago, but we make lists going into like the end of the year. We have a spooky season list of movies that we watch. And then we have our Christmas season list of movies mm. that we watch. And, um, usually it stays the same. Sometimes we add some, but just like going through our list, you know, after we put babies to sleep mm -hmm. and staying up late with the Christmas tree on and so getting, um, my husband is quite the mixologist. And so mm -hmm. he, he usually comes up with some really fun, um, Christmassy, uh, cocktails. That's mm -hmm. something that, that we're, um, 
that we like to do together and then we watch one of our Christmas movies and we like check them off our list and it's like a fun way to like stay connected like dates during mm-hmm. the season because it gets like really busy holiday season but it's also like so magical because mm-hmm. Christmas trees on and it's mm-hmm. it's cold and you snuggle up with your blanket and it's so fun that's fabulous okay um so let's go with let's go with one more okay um I'm gonna say how about a recipe wasn't gonna be my question. Oh, sorry. Wow. Are these okay? So you we can have Morgan's random rapid fire questions. <laughs> um, I was gonna say top five favorite Christmas movies. Oh, let's do oh that, top right? five. But, yeah, top five. Okay. Um, and Whoa. then we if we could also throw in a recipe if you I want that. Um, uh, we'll start with movies oh. and then if we have yeah. time, we'll do recipes. My caveat for this before I say my top five, and I don't anybody can go, um, but I just want to say. I have some Hallmark movies that I watch every year, but they're not technically in my top five. I usually reserve top five for, like, classic films. So just know. Like, top five faves. Top five faves of all time. Like, in my mind, the top five are the ones that you... watch five Christmas movies for the rest of your life, which five would you choose? Wow. That's, like, next level. I was going to say, what five Christmas movies do you have to watch every year or you don't feel like it's Christmas? But I I have some Hallmark movies in that list. But but, more than five. I'm just going generally favorites to top five. Okay, the go goat ahead. of your Christmas movie. Yes, Should we go, go like yes. one at a time and just go around? Yes, like start okay. with number five. Oh, that's okay. so fun. We're oh, together. Okay, so um, oh, oh gosh, um, you can. You I can would change say the order. it's okay. I would say probably the Santa Claus two. Is Classic. Number five. I like so the Santa good. Claus two better <laughs> than the Santa Claus because he gets married in two. Mm-hmm. And I love a good romance. So mm-hmm. Santa Claus 2 is my number five. Number five for me is Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, that's oh, a great that one. Is such a good Oh, God. Day. Jamie Lee Curtis and, so Tim, and Tim Allen. Jamie Lee Curtis classic. and Tim Allen. It's just so good. Oh, that one is so Tim good. Tim Allen is the king of Christmas. Oh, he, he really is. is the king of he Christmas. He's the king of Christmas. Oh, my gosh. So good. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh. Oh. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> Pregnancy brain. I know it's it's really real right now. Um, I know what my top three are. I don't know what my last two are. That's um, okay. You could just list one of them. One of your favorite faves. You you mean just one of them? In the yeah. List. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, White Christmas is in there, but honestly, it's probably number three. Yeah, it's okay. Um, if you think about I'll, I'll come back yeah. to my number yes. five. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next one is probably. This is very silly, but it's very apropos. Um, oh, well. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Oh, oh, crud nuggets. I can't decide what? between two. Well, just, you can just, have two. Yeah, just say one. Just okay. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol. Nice. I don't watch any, I mean, I like Mickey Christmas Carol, but if we're being honest, I think Christmas Carol is kind of a depressing story, but I love a Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. I mean, what's not to love about exactly. Christmas Carol? Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> it's great. Um, I would say number four for me. It's hard because, like, I feel like my five are pretty, like, similar as in, like, how much I like them, but I'll say number four is Home Alone. <sighs> oh, Home Alone is so good. That's yes. also my number four. That's my number four. So I've get I've said my three and four, right? Okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> I said three and four. Okay, Morgan. Home Alone's on my list too, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna say that one just because y'all did. Um, I would say this is the one that's kind of goofy. 
but I watched it every year. Christmas? No. <laughs> that, I'm sure that's a movie. Um, Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. So I watch it every year. I love it so much. I don't even know if I ever heard of that movie. Jim Varney. R.I.P. It's great. I, I know my fifth now, so I'm caught up. <laughs> Did you want to go? Because I need to think about which okay, one's my third. Okay, so my third is White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Fourth is Home Alone. My mm-hmm. fifth is Elf. I love Oh, Elf is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would say that my third is probably White Christmas as well because I love that movie. Mm-hmm. so good. It has to be in there. It's got to be in the top mm-hmm. of yeah. yeah, easily. So good. Um, I'm on to my second, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My second is probably White Christmas. Mm. Mm. Because I, it's a great movie. I love old movies in general. It's wonderful. It has iconic songs. It has stunning fashion. All the feels. It's so good. Christmas Danny Kaye is sublime. Snow, 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 snow. I love it. Exactly. So there are some movies. So for me, the second is like, when I watch Santa Claus, then I have to watch Santa Claus 2. But I feel mm-hmm. like I want, when, when I watch, if I just go to Santa Claus 2, mm-hmm. I miss... Oh, I want to, like, because I love the, the, the full story, story arc. So That's fair. I feel like, though, I yeah. usually do double features. So I would say that the Santa Claus, I don't like the third one. It was stupid. Yeah, the third one wasn't as good. Um, but I still, I won't watch it every year, but, like, every couple of years, I'd be like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I'll try that one again. Um, but, yeah, so I would say that the Santa Claus 1 and 2 are, like, my number two. My number two is <laughs> Love Actually. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great I movie. I love Love Actually. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it every year. That one is a little bit of a... I mean, it's a wonderful movie, but heads up for any listeners. It's R-rated. There's, oh, it, yes, it is, it rated, is rated, R. rated R. If you haven't seen it and you want to, it is rated R and know that there's a reason for that. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, one Christmas movie. My number one Christmas movie. General is Holiday Inn. It is my number one Christmas so movie. So good. Um, I would highly recommend um, getting the edited version because there is one scene. I think all of the versions are edited now. They don't. There was one scene that they took out because it was... Um, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Yes. That scene is not... It's not, it's not appropriate not at all. <laughs> um, most nice. versions, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very... Um, Insensitive. Oh, and okay. I mean, it was offensive. When yeah. did they come out? 1939. I, I think, think that so. movie. Yes. So. Um, but so obviously there's that. But I would say most versions you that it's not on any DVDs that if you can it, buy now. If, and if it shows on TV, on TV it, it they cut it out. I don't think now. it's even on DVDs anymore either. Um, they usually cut it out. Yes. So, um, but that is. I love that movie so much. I love the premise of it. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love everything about that movie. My husband, he actually can't stand that movie. It's my number one Christmas movie. We argue about this every year. Oh my He's gosh. like, I don't want to watch this with you. Um, but also, he says <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie in the same way that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. He's like, if you say that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, then you have to say that this is not a Christmas movie either because it covers the all the seasons. The song White Christmas debuted in, in Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn. I know, I know. But so that is, it is, I still, I stand by it. It's my number one favorite Christmas movie it's every year. I think Crosby's a Mm-hmm. He's, He's the king of Christmas. He's him and Tim Allen are fighting for Christmas. Different. I feel like they have different names. There's room for both at this yes, table. That's true. That's Absolutely. True. Odette, what's your number one Christmas? The holiday. Oh, that's a great I love it. Every year I watch it probably six or seven times. That I literally watch it like once a week, basically from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And that's like, amazing. It like it's just that's a good so movie. good. I literally bought it last year. Is that movie? She's everything. Else. Also, Jack so Black, Jack Black, incredible. Jude Law, Jude Law. It's great. 
Oh my god, everyone's wonderful. Yes. I also just love how it's like you see so many like I love like a good Christmas story in general, mm -hmm. but when there's character development of someone who sees something mm -hmm. and realizes and embraces who they are or embraces life or whatever it is, like I love that too. And, yeah. and I obviously watch a lot of cheesy Christmas movies, but those are yeah. the holidays by far I think my oh, favorite Christmas movie. Well, my Christmas movie, my number one all-time favorite Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Ugh. And a lot of people say the same thing, like, it's not a real yeah. Christmas movie. Um, but that movie is... 100% it's a Christmas movie. Is a Christmas yeah. movie in my mind, and it changes my life every time I watch it. And we have to turn it on on Christmas Eve. I don't care what my husband says. I'll be making <laughs> my homemade cinnamon roll, overnight mm. cinnamon rolls. And while the dough rises, I go in and I watch It's a Wonderful Life. I love it. Let Jimmy Stewart bring in the Christmas day spirit with me. <laughs> I love yes. it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. Now all I want to do is watch Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. Well, I have to say, I feel like we're good on the recipes. Maybe we'll just share a few faves on, on stories. Sure. Oh, some of our faves. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because we can link to them and that'll be easier than just kind of yes. talking about yeah. it. No, there will be sweets. There will be savory things as well as maybe some some drinks. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever we decide. Whatever strikes are fancy. But wow, this has been such a What a, a wonderful fun season. Yay. Not this only Christmas, but also season one. It's mm -hmm. just thank wow, you guys for um, the love and support and listening yes. to all of our crazy banter and <laughs> so yeah, ratings. Thanks for and like making season one so spectacular. Thing by yeah. listening from yeah. podcasts. Yeah, that yeah, we, we actually would be here without you guys. About a season two even. Uh -huh. So yes. um, better and better each season is our I think our goal yeah um, mm -hmm. upward. yeah We're so excited. and we just love doing this we talk mm -hmm. about all the time that it's, it's such, such a, a fun yeah. outlet and it's such a gift and I work in a creative field but being able to be creative with friends that I love dearly and read books I've read I think 30 books this year because of the podcast I mean sometimes because it was like I discovered a new author and was like I need to get more books <laughs> and then I'm like wait I had to read other books for the podcast but it has been a delight and I'm so excited for what's ahead so stay tuned mm -hmm. follow us on Instagram and we'll be able to share more good news in uh, 2023 which we is will. so fun we will talk to you in season two yes. season two and Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas Happy New Year and May 2022 end well and May 2023 start with a bright moment for all of our yes. listeners yes Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit! lit.